0: You're listening to the Ruby on Rails podcast on the 5x5 network. You're listening to episode 335, and I'm your host, Brittany Martin. As the leader of the AllTrails engineering team, James Graham is responsible for overseeing the company's software engineering efforts. Under his leadership, his team helps AllTrails expand beyond a functional tool to a fun and personalized trail discovery experience all supported by highly scalable web services. While addressing growing technology challenges, James is also responsible for growing the engineering team from a startup into a best-in-class technology organization. Prior to joining AllTrails, James served as an engineering manager for GoPro, where he helped scale the cloud engineering team and grow the GoPro Plus subscription service. James was a key contributor to enterprise and consumer software companies in a variety of fields, including consumer electronics and financial services. Welcome to the show, James.
1: Hey, Brittany, it's great to be here and greetings from Vail, Colorado. Um, Fun fact, this is my first podcast
0: which is definitely a goal of mine. And so we're thrilled to have you. So James, what is your developer origin story?
1: Yeah, so for me, uh, my developer origin story is really growing up, (laughs) crashing my family's Windows computer, um, kind of finding alternatives to Windows and dual booting Linux and BOS. Um, if anybody remembers the little teapot from BOS, it was it was really fun. Uh, but really, kind of replacing the splash screen, just having fun with with a with a computer. The the non fun piece was my parents kind of getting very angry that I was always crashing the computer. And uh, what it what it did is, you know, I had to fix the computer, and it really provided me the skills to learn how to debug at a, at an early age. Um, I would read 2600 the, the hackers quarterly and just kind of entertain myself with with kind of messing with it and tinkering um on the computer um, i also had a high school teacher that uh kind of was bragging about how secure his network was uh at our kind of school int- internet uh, and so i just kind of casually during class uh, looked through uh, the the machines that were available, listed and touched to read me on his desktop uh, with a note that said like, hi from James. Uh, and at the end of the class, I asked him to check it out and he lost his mind. Um, <laughs> but you know security has changed so much in the past 20 years so I I doubt that's possible now but it was it really kind of showed me that uh you know technology the internet intranets uh were just a lot of fun from from there I kind of made my way uh into into college studied management information systems and computer science and and worked my way into um engineering through Deloitte as a data consultant working on the Fannie Mae audit during the financial crisis. Um, Definitely a kind of high-profile task, but it taught me a lot of data processing techniques and what a mortgage-backed security is, which is kind of fun. Uh, From there, I worked my way up the stack uh, into ETL processing for operational software for YMCAs. Uh, And then 10 years ago, I moved to California and began my Ruby on Rails uh, career. Uh, So started working on some small startups uh, and then kind of larger companies like GoPro and uh, working on Ruby on Rails at GoPro, and now at Altrails, also still working on, on Ruby on Rails. That's-,
0: That's fantastic. So I love to ask our guests, and I, I swear eventually I'm going to come up with patches for this, but do you happen to remember what version of Rails it was when you first started using Ruby on Rails?
1: Maybe, maybe Rails 2.
0: Okay. Is there someone in the community in your early years that helped you accelerate your learning?
1: Yeah, actually, uh, you know, Ryan Bates from Railscast, I think he is a legend. <laughs> he he really, uh, as my, you know, the first couple startups that I worked on, I really leaned on, on Railscast to just kind of learn how to do things. I, consider myself a, a visual learner and really uh, appreciated the, the time he took into making those video casts on how to um, integrate gems and work on authentication and change configurations and, and, and rails and definitely uh, lean on him. I, I don't think it's, it's running anymore, but it definitely got me through uh, my early days in my career.
0: I don't think I would know how to search through Postgres if it wasn't for Ryan Bates. So I also attribute a lot of my early learnings to him.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, Ryan Bates, if you're out there, thank you.
0: <laughs> I agree. So I often like to share with the listeners just how I find guests. And so I looked into AllTrails as a user. I love AllTrails. And I realized that it was Ruby on Rails. So I tweeted out asking if anybody had a connection to AllTrails. And I'm very lucky that your head of communications was paying attention. And so she made the connection to you. So for the listeners who are not familiar, what is AllTrails? And of course, I'd love to hear the technical stack.
1: Absolutely. So AllTrails is... Uh, platform that allows people to discover trails uh, near them and on adventures that they may wanna take. We're really becoming a more of a, a personalized experience. When you open the All Trails app now, you're really greeted with uh, rivers that you can scroll horizontally and vertically that are really personalized to you, you know, telling you here, here are great uh, waterfalls, here are great dog hikes, here are you know, just less traveled trails, uh, especially in, in this day and age for, for you to go and explore. Um, so you can use the recorder uh, and download tiles. We have a pro feature that lets you download tiles. Uh, so you can, if you're in a low bandwidth situation or may not have cell phone service when you're on the trail, you can really feel safe and secure knowing that you're able to kind of go outside and still be able to zoom in on the map and see exactly where you need to go.
0: So what is the current technical stack? I know you've hinted around that you've bet on Ruby on Rails, so I'm gonna take a guess. It is Rails, but what else is going on there?
1: Yeah, so our technical stack is is pretty standard from a, a startup that, that has grown. Uh, we're a monolith. Um, and we serve a RESTful API out of that Ruby on Rails monolith. We also have a React uh, component that we serve out of Ruby on Rails as well that consumes the REST API. Uh, we also have a, some legacy instance variables that from the controller that we serve uh, to React, uh, but we're we're slowly refactoring those. MySQL database, you know, React for caching, a lot of the standard. Um, you know, pillars that you see in your your architecture. Uh, One of the things that that we've invested in recently is addressing scaling concerns. Uh, As you can imagine, uh, you know, during the the pandemic, we've seen a lot of growth. So scaling is something that's been really important for us. Um, So we've actually dockerized our monolith and have spent a lot of time uh, working on container orchestration technologies to help us uh, scale that monolith Um, as we need to. And, And that's been really beneficial to us.
0: So I'm really curious about the state of all trails going through the pandemic, because personally, I've been outdoors a lot more. I've been using the app more. I have friends who I swear never saw the light of day before the pandemic and have decided that they are outdoorsy people. So can you walk me through how the pandemic has affected the app?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're, and we're we're very fortunate to still have a healthy business in spite of the global pandemic. Um, all trails, you know, we're seeing 3x the amount of trail traffic since the pandemic. Uh, and trail traffic to us means uh, kind of those web impressions uh, at, from users coming from Google. Typically, users wake up Saturday morning and say, Hey, I want to go on a hike. And they they Google you know trails near me or best hikes in zion something like that uh, and our search results uh, you know we use lighthouse and a lot of tools to help us have lightweight pages that uh, you know luckily google places up places us near the top uh, users click on that and then go to our app so our trail traffic has really increased three times and across the country we're seeing all-time highs with trail activity as well uh, on the west coast uh, California is leading the way in most hikers out of any state that we're seeing. And uh, looking at our data, May and June 2020 have been the busiest months for hiking um, that we've seen on our platform to date.
0: That's amazing. And I'll be adding this episode to the collection of Rails Can Scale.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: So there are a lot of discussions around the career path for a developer, whether you become a principal engineer or a manager. What are your thoughts around this?
1: Yeah, the, the classic fork in the road is always is always a, a really important decision. As a developer, kind of, and for me personally, kind of growing up uh, and, and kind of realizing that you know, my managers were saying that you have to, you know, either take the, the manager path or you need to take kind of an architect path. Um, for me, I, I chose that manager path. And I think for the, for, the, for the next month or so after that, I, you know, would panic and think that I made the wrong decision and couldn't do architecture or something like that. But I think uh, what, I've, what I've learned over the years is it, it? doesn't really matter. Both of those paths are great, and I think the most important thing is to find what what kind of brings you joy and gives you happiness on the day to day. Certainly, all all roads have a path to to the top, if, if that's what you're looking for. But yeah. you know, one of the most important things is to realize what what makes you happy um, between those two things, and ask your manager for. Uh, a career plan or career advice and and kind of speak up. I'd say that's the the biggest advice that that I have to to people kind of growing up and and kind of going through software engineers, senior software engineers, to reach out and ask for a plan and, and try to build that plan together with your manager.
0: I think that's so important, and I think it's important earlier in your career to know which one you have an affinity towards, but to also understand that it's okay to pick one path and then change your mind, because you might think that being a manager is a way of having more of an impact, or you might think that staying as a developer and going down that principal track is how you're going to stay relevant in the code, but you know, once you go down that track, you might discover that it's actually the other way around. It's especially depending on the organization as well.
1: Absolutely dependent on the organization. I, I remember uh, one of the times I was uh, an engineering manager at a previous job and we needed to do all of this principal engineering work on architecting a system. And he said, I remember my manager said, well, James, you have to do that. As a as a manager, you just have to do all the roles. <laughs> and I, I laughed a, a little bit, but I think it's, you know, it's kind of true at some point.
0: So let's talk about containerization, which you brought up when you indicated that AllTrails needed to scale during the pandemic. So what led you to using Ansible at AllTrails?
1: Right. So Ansible uh, Ansible Tower and the baker- bakery deployment model was the deployment mechanism that Alltrails that started with, and it, it certainly took us uh, to where we are, but that, that process really uh, began to, to fail for us when we started to uh, experience growth. Our deployment times with, with Ansible Tower were taking 45 minutes uh, to our alpha environment and our production environment. Our rollbacks especially took a really long time. Our rollbacks were actually fix, fixes forward. Um, so we, we recently invested in Amazon's flavor of, flavor of Kubernetes, so EKS, and definitely a, a huge lift uh, on our team. Uh, but, but we're happy to say that we have moved into containerized infrastructure and uh, we're running Kubernetes and building out uh, software as a service so we can not only uh, deploy our monolith from a container and deploy that very quickly, uh, and most importantly, roll it back very quickly if we see any problems or, or, or need to can fix forward. Um, but we're also able to push other services into this architecture. So containerization um, of our monolith and our Ruby on Rails app was half that story. Being able to scale as we build new products and features uh, and, and have that those new products and features served in our service-oriented architecture was a, a core part of what we were focused on as we adopted EKS and Sunset uh, Ansible Tower.
0: That makes so much sense. So from what I understand, AllTrails has a fairly standard stack, but how you're hosting that and how you're deploying is kind of evolving over the years. Is that true?
1: Absolutely. I would say that Ruby on Rails will always be a, a incredibly core component of how we, you know, how we bring trails to, to users, uh, but certainly how we deploy, how we scale, how we monitor, um, all of that's changing uh, so frequently. Um, you know, there's so many tools now. And I think Datadog was one of your sponsors. You know, being able to pivot and search logs really quickly with not, not being able to maintain that infrastructure uh, has been great for us.
0: Well, if any of our listeners are excited about what you're working on, is AllTrails hiring? And if so, what is the interview process like?
1: Absolutely. Thank you for asking about our interview process, and we definitely have open roles. Um, we we are we are growing, and obviously, we're looking for people with Ruby on Rails experience. Uh, at AllTrails, we hire try to hire full stack engineers, full stack candidates that are comfortable with React familiar with the MVC patterns of of Ruby on Rails, comfortable in a database, um, but we're also scaling our DevOps team and, and looking to add people that are excited about working in Kubernetes, excited about cloud-native CNCF technologies. Um, so if either of those roles are interested, please reach out to find us on alltrails.com slash jobs, uh, find us on LinkedIn, we're definitely hiring. Uh, we have design roles, accounting roles. Uh, we actually are, are, are growing fairly rapidly right now. We're doing a hiring sprint. So uh, if you hear this, please, please check our jobs boards. I uh, know we're going to kind of close these roles pretty quickly. So,
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll add all of that into the show notes. And I would jump on this, listeners, if you are available. This portion of the 5x5 Ruby on Rails podcast is brought to you by Datadog. Do you have an app in production that is slower than you like? Is its performance all over the place, sometimes fast, sometimes slow? Do you even know why? With Datadog, you will. You can troubleshoot your app's performance with Datadog's end-to-end tracing and in one click correlate those Ruby traces with related logs and metrics. Use their detailed flame graphs to identify bottlenecks and latency in that app of yours. Start tracking the performance of your apps with a free trial at datadog.com. Ruby Rails Podcast. If you sign up for a trial and install the agent, Datadog will send you a free t-shirt. Thank you to Datadog for supporting the show. So something I want to bring back to the show is to ask our guests to recommend a gem we might not know of. Do you have any recommendations for us, James?
1: Yeah, absolutely. One of one of our favorite gems at all trails is Makara and the people at TaskRabbit. Rabbit were kind enough to donate this to the community. Uh, and what Makara does is provides the ability to split your reads and writes to your database. So basically all you really need to do is spin up a few read replicas on your, off your primary database. Uh, and there's a cost advantage here too, because sometimes it's more cost-effective to have several different smaller ins- database instances rather than a larger database instance. Um, so, so we have several smaller database instances, uh, a couple read replicas, one primary, and then we've configured Macara to take advantage of those read replicas. So any read requests that come in from uh, APIs that are Git, you know, RESTful gets, um, anything that is making a request, all, Macara routes all of those recre- requests to the read replica and any writes that take place uh, McCar routes all those write requests to the primary database. Uh, so this is a great way to scale your database uh, for a very light lift and just a, just a few configuration files to configure and you've kind of done this. One thing to, to take note, though, is that um, read replica lag is real. (laughs) And you need to monitor your read replica lag because by introducing Makara and read replicas, you really create a a point of failure. If something happens, and you have some slow queries on your primary database that create that replica lag, what what happens is people may see stale data because the request will be uh, routed to the read replica. And you'll have Old, old, old data returned to the customer because of that replica lag. So it's really important to monitor that and and make sure that your replica lag stays low uh, and and kind of you get to take advantage of this database scaling.
0: Yeah, that sounds fantastic. I'm definitely gonna check out that gem, but I also appreciate you giving some additional advice on how to implement it. So as I ask all my guests, James, what are your thoughts on the future of the Ruby Rails and technical communities?
1: Yeah, the, the Ruby on Rails community is, is so great. Uh, you know, Ruby on Rails is easy to iterate on, incredibly flexible um, and and easy to use. I think that the community uh, will continue to thrive over time. I think as things shift over to Slack and kind of that asynchronous and secret- synchronous communication becomes uh, easier, um, I think that's going to be... Uh, the future of it, especially for me, um, it gives you really a lot of access to individual contributors and gem maintainers to just go into a, the Ruby on Rails Slack community and ask for advice. Uh, I know instantly there's so many people that are providing experiences and, and thoughts uh, for, for issues that they've seen themselves. Uh, And it it really brings the community closer in a way that I don't think we've seen before. So I I really like the Slack and other chat apps that that really bring the community closer together.
0: I agree. And we'll link to the Ruby on Rails Slack community in case any of the listeners haven't joined it yet. So before we wrap, you have a failure story that you were willing to share with the audience. So if you wouldn't mind telling that, that would be great.
1: No, yeah, everyone loves a good failure story. Uh, my failure story is when I when I moved to California uh, about 10 years ago. Um, I worked at a, a financial services company and then decided that I would quit my job and go all in on a, on a startup with a friend um, and, and this was kind of a, a when uber was really exploding and everybody was doing uber for this and uber for that so my friend had this idea that we would do uber for nail art and the nail artist would come to you and you know give you a, a Chevron pattern or whatever it is that that you would like you know your, your manicure done um, so I was like okay this, this seems like a great idea let's do it. Um, and so a, a friend and I built the, the entire Ruby on Rails stack, RESTful APIs, we, we built the iOS app to, to browse and check the schedule of, uh, and kind of do the financial payment and transaction. And we started pitching to some celebrities in the space and uh, you know, executives, anyone we could really find and just, it was crickets, uh, no interest at all um and it was really a fun experience and i learned so much but definitely uh you know crashed and burn i would say you know it, it brought me to where i am so uh you know i'm grateful for that experience even today
0: That's great. I love having those kinds of failures shape you as a person. I know there's many jobs that i haven't gotten or many ventures or schools or classes or cert certificates etc that just those little changes make it really do shape you into the person that you become. So it's important to not only celebrate your wins, but also to look back at your failures. So James, how can listeners follow you in all trails?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, You can find me on LinkedIn, but I would absolutely encourage everyone to join all trails we're excited about the future of our product uh, and we're always open to user feedback Uh, we can download our app for free uh, on the app store or google play store Uh, we have a pro version for a small fee but definitely let us know what you think we're we're also on instagram uh, and we're full of inspirational content um, and would love love for everyone to find us
0: Awesome. Well, a very special shout out to Megan at All Trails for making this conversation happen. James, very privileged that you chose the Ruby on Rails podcast to debut all of your Ruby on Rails expertise. So we appreciate having you. And listeners, if you haven't checked out All Trails and their jobs, I really encourage you to do so. Catch you next week.